welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Is back, eh? The queens from the north are ready to give it their all with a twist. So, who will take the crown? It's time to preview everything we know from Canada's Drag Race 4. And with me to be nice and polite like a real Canadian, it's Detox Bustier and Jessica Rose. Hello. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. Um, oh my god, I was really worried we were not gonna get Canada this year because like they kept pushing it and pushing it and not saying anything. And I was like, how's this gonna work? Now, for me personally, I don't know how I'm gonna do my end of the year awards because mathematically it's gonna go into 2024. So that'll be a problem oh, I'll figure out soon. <laughs> um, but yeah. <clears throat> As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people and give an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said in the podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. Now, before we talk about drag, I want to talk about Canada. Have either of you ever been to the country up north? I have at least three times I was booked to perform there, um, both in Ottawa and in Toronto. So I love Canada. Nice. Jessica? I have not been, but I would love to go to Canada. Um, It's right here, so it's like a hop, skip, let's go. (laughs) I think Canada's a fun place. I've only been once, like, 22 years ago, 23 years ago. I would love to go again. Um... I think they should do like a Canada drag con, but whatever. That's just me. They should. They totally should. You know, the first time I went to Canada was they did a like a queer expo. And I think mm-hmm. that was like my first one to like meet a lot of the Canadian talents that were there. And it was it was so amazing. It was really amazing. Yeah, I know that they had like a um uh, an event in Montreal. I think Rita Vega was part of it. And like it was like a French Canadian drag con style thing, but when you try to do a pink carpet and it's like this big, it's really kind of awkward and just uncomfortable, but whatever. <laughs> Let's talk about the facts that we know going into the season. The season was officially announced on October 18, 2023 with a promo theme of Goddess. It will debut on November 16th on Crave in Canada, BBC3 in the UK, and WoW Presents Plus internationally, and that's like us. We get to watch it on that platform. The judging panel will include Brooklyn Heights, Brad Goreski, and Tracy Melcher. Uh, still no word where Amanda Bruegel is. Is she dead? Does she hate the show? No one will ever know. But 
Guest judges slated to appear include Tegan and Sarah, Christina Lara, Jada Essence Hall, Luann the Countess, Nelly Furtado, Raj O'Hara, Rave, Saran Fox, and Winnie Harlow with special appearances, including Hollywood Jade and Giselle Lullaby. Okay, who are we excited for and why is it Tegan and Sarah and Nelly Furtado? Nelly Furtado, down. That's crazy. It is. I'm excited for the other Drag Race girls to be on the panel, to be honest. But I think, oh. you know, when this is the format, I think it should be where you have drag queens judging drag queens or actual performers who went through the whole thing who understands it. Um, so I'm really excited to see what they I'm I'm here for that. Do. Put them in fucking face. Yeah. I just don't understand why Canada will not allow these contestants oh. to be in face. Will they not really? No. Oh, I thought they were yeah. all just choosing not to be. I don't think so, because every single one of them who's been on, Priyanka, Jimbo, Monet, none of them have ever been in face. Yeah. But every other time Banshee, on a different franchise, you know? they're always in face. And I'm trying to pull over Um I want to talk about things we want to see. Obviously, the thing I want to always see, and I want her to be on it, and and I think we need to get it more than, sooner rather than later. Um, I need Celine. I need more Celine. Like I will take nine weeks of Celine lip syncs. I don't care. Her songbook is vast enough that we could do it. Um, I also would love to see a, a, a rusical, but I want the rusical to be a parody of some forty-one Nickelback and Simple Plan because that's just so <laughs> Canadian to me. <laughs> Um, and I love culture. Give me more Canadian culture. Uh, give me yeah. an entire runway inspired by poutine. <laughs> they need to do an like, Avril Lavigne yeah. musical. Listen, when is she going to be on? If they got Nelly Furtado, Avril, come on, girl. It's your time. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the thing with Canada, it's just like New York. Well, New York is massive, but it's very diverse. And I think there are even like this cast makeup, I would say they're from quite a few ranges of places. Um, so I like the diversity that they're showing where it's just not poutine because it's mm -hmm. good, but the rest of it is bad. <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk about this new season. Obviously, the last time we spoke about Canada's Drag Race, it was Verse the World. Um, choices were made. Choices were made and choices were made. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, Victoria Scone deserves a crown somewhere on the planet. I'm sure she'll get one eventually. Now, there is one element that we saw in the trailer. There's a twist. It's Ooh. not canon. It's not been announced. It's not official. But I think the, the, the spoiler verses have kind of told us what kind of twist this is going to be. Without specifically saying what the twist is, if you know what it is, are you feeling positive or negative toward it? I thought, I thought they did say it in a trailer because they released a trailer recently and they mentioned it. But but they didn't specify what the twist actually does. What's oh. the twist? NMT. I don't want to spoil people. So if you want, I'll tell I'll talk to you after the episode. Okay. But um, it's a very interesting, fun twist that I personally think should not be on a regular season. But hey, that's just me. I'm not the content creator here. <laughs> but what we're here to talk about is the cast. And we're going to see 
meet the queens to avoid any potential spoilers rather than discussing the cast through predictions we will be going through the cast by excitement points tm we have each given the cast excitement points tm from 11 for who we are most excited for and one for who we are least excited for i have tallied up the points and we will be going from who we are least excited for to who we are most excited for now friends that doesn't mean we are thinking they're terrible it just means we're a little more excited for other people and it just means do better in your promo shit that's all we're saying right yeah (laughs) absolutely i I just want to before we dive into specific people let's do a little disclaimer is there anyone on this podcast who knows anyone on this cast not me um I do. Tell us more. Tell us more. Um. So I know Kiki. Um. She and I work together, and I also got a gig in the Cayman Islands, and I brought her with me. And she is an amazing, amazing artist. Um. I also know Amy Yonsei. Well, Amy, I won't say too much on that, but I do know her personally. Um. That's all I'm going to say. The podcast right now. That's fine. And, Listen, uh, when we get to her, maybe you want to spill more. But well, well, I love a good maybe. little drop of tea. But it's it's not bad. It's like, yeah, it's just not bad. Um, and I've also worked with Luna. Yeah, I worked with Luna um back in February when I went to Canada. Very cool. Very cool. Then, Jessica, get on it. Go up to Canada. Go meet the girls. Literally, I have to. That's why you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, if you book a trip to Canada, reach out to the bars reach out to the local queens like that's how i was able to like you know even get an opportunity to go back frequently um yeah and i think the other person i'm a little familiar with is kitty kabuto um mm-hmm. i think we did meet when i was in when i went to toronto and we've been friends on facebook for a while so i'm a little bit familiar with her drag. that's my favorite thing is being friends with certain like drag artists because you follow them or like their art whatever and then they become famous and you're like oh my god i follow you on facebook and i've seen all the things from when you were not famous yet um for me my big one is but we actually met in toronto though. oh nice yeah for we me it's lucy laduca i've been friends with her for years <laughs> before she got on drag race and i was like oh oh good times good times all right um now math I don't know how it happened, but one, two, three. We had three ties. Six Literally. queens out of 11. We had ties based on our math. Wow. So if happens, we're just going to talk about it in the order that the spreadsheet gave it to me. It doesn't mean anything. Usually it's more alphabetical order based or reverse alphabetical order. So that's just why it happened. But our first queen we're going to meet um, decisively our least excited for. Like not like it's a jump between this one and the next one. Um, wow. <laughs> I gave her two points. Detox gave her two points. And Jessica, one point. It's Melinda Varga. 44 years old from Edmonton, Alberta. Melinda started performing drag at 37 and nothing has stopped her since. Melinda's titles include Ms. Gay Edmonton 2017 and Edmonton Drag Idol 2018. And she has performed at the top of Whistler Mountain for Jasper Pride. Melinda is passionate about mentoring young queens in the Edmonton drag scene and has produced shows highlighting Filipino and Asian cultures and underrepresented performers. Her drag is fun, fierce, and fabulous with a hint of messiness 
And she says at a Melinda show, you never know what you're going to get. And neither does she sometimes, but she's never going to be boring. All right, let's find out why we think she might be boring with our least excitement points. Jessica, kick us off. Talk to me why you gave her one point. I I feel like this is just one of, again, it's like the, it, the longer this goes on, the more this happens, I feel. It's just like, I feel like you could truly see this person anywhere at any bar at any city in America. And it's like the same queen doing the same thing to having the same personality. It's like, it's, you know what I mean? It's not a bad thing per se. It's just the reality. Like there, it, this outfit is not it. Like whoever I, I, I know this is a podcast, but I'm going to show y'all. Oh, I don't even think you can. The picture, her <laughs> second picture on Canada's drag race, that second picture on Instagram, they did her so dirt nasty with that. She should sue them for that picture. I would immediately <laughs> untag myself. Horrible. Like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. And her personality, I was like, eh, no, who cares? Like, it's really interesting you said that you could see this person at any bar in any city. Um, she was giving me tall hibiscus vibes. Don't you dare do hibiscus like that. I love hibiscus. I nominated hibiscus for entertainer of the fucking year because she is my fucking entertainer of the year. Um, but hibiscus. it's just the way this photo is. It's giving me that vibe that I know hibiscus mm. everywhere. This hibiscus no, class and taste. Um, I really do feel like hibiscus has a costume that is gold that looks exactly. She does, and I think that's part of why I see it. Oh my God, um, look. And also, a I believe in your face now that you say it, I can see a I believe like, very is, very little. Yeah, I believe Melinda is also Filipino, which again. We're going to talk about Filipino drag later on. This is not Filipino drag excellence like someone else is going <laughs> to give you. Um, but the thing for me with Melinda is I love the story of someone starting drag at the age of 37 because that might be me one day if I ever decide to do that kind of thing because I'm getting there in age. Um, so I love that it's someone who started their journey later. But my question this season for her is there's something lacking in her drag, but the personality is on point. Does she have the looks to keep her out of the bottom? And I just don't think she will. Detox, what, what are your first thoughts on Melinda? So um, the first thing when I saw her, all I could just think of is black corset. Black corset. <laughs> like one of the thing I was seeing under, I was like, girl, yeah. I could see corset. You know? They um, they try to help well, her in like, the photo, I, but it's the video. It's, it's loud and proud. Yeah. And I think there's one point that caught me when she like in in her promo video her boobs are like lopsided and then she tried to fix it I was like oh they couldn't edit that out I was just like oh my god but her personality I do enjoy her personality like she mm -hmm. like you know I, I do see her someone like in the bar could kiki would have fun with she won't be too shady or the right amount of shady um she could be a, a, a fun time girl absolutely but a black corset that's just like stuck in my head black corset. <laughs> See, I like that's so interesting that y'all say that because I like legitimately don't remember her at all in this promo, like at all. Like I don't remember anything she said. I don't remember anything she did. Like nothing. Yeah, I mean, also it's because of where she was in the order. It was in the alphabetic order. She's right in the middle, and you kind of had someone who was a little more exciting and and fun right before her. So it's possible why you wouldn't have remembered her. Um, there are no, no designers listed for this look, and I, I mean, I understand why. Um, it looks it like something that would just of, go together. But... 
do this so let me put it together it's kind of giving goddess like i i do like the attempt at giving you classic drag and like a bar gig drag but like this is your promo shoot for canada's drag race i need more yeah it's a boot boot black corset <laughs> audience i think they're not thrilled by it either 22 percent toot 78 percent boot uh, melinda we always say here that we want to be surprised prove us wrong and maybe you will prove us wrong and and we'll be I just more excited for other people first i feel like she's gonna have like a great personality on the show yeah I, I i feel like based on the trailer again like she was very present um she did have a lot of talking heads, and I feel like that might be her thing. She might be there for the talking heads. Um, we will find out. So we're making a big, massive jump. This next person, Jessica's excited about at seven points. Detox less at four. I gave her one point. I can't. I don't get it. I'm not here for it. Um, 31 years old, from Montreal, Quebec. It is Sissy Superstar. Sissy Superstar is Montreal's self-proclaimed underground hyperpop grunge queen. She is the co-creator of Montreal's biggest alternative queer event, Unicorn Parties, and is credited by many as a major force for alternative drag in the city. Aside from her drag career, Sissy is a DJ, songwriter, professional event planner, and community organizer. Sissy comes from the first part of her out-of-drag name, and Superstar was added when she started working, and somebody asked her name, so she came up with it on the spot, and it stuck. She calls herself the queen of the sewers in the underground scene. She is the goth bimbo doll of Montreal and number one party girl. She goofs around with no rules and is pure fun. She says she inspired by horror, campiness, glamour, and fashion. I was like, oh, so the other television program. And she wants to show everyone that a scary clown can be sexy. So here's my question of the season. The last drag clown that entered the Candace Drag Race workroom couldn't complete the task and had to go to America to get the crown. Can Sissy be the superstar to win it all? Hello, Detox. Talk to me about Sissy Superstar. You know, the fact that she said she wants to like be this drag clown that's beautiful. I'm like, girl, Jimbo did do that. You know, obviously she didn't win. Um, and again, this is just based on the promo because I've mm-hmm, looked at her mm-hmm. Instagram. Like, I love the work that she does on Instagram. Um, but from the promo, she was not exciting to me. And I felt like she came in with a look and a story to say, oh, I'm going to be a clown and I'm going to be different. But for me, it really it wasn't different. It was just like another version of Jimbo. Oh, I'm sorry. Jessica, do you like clowns? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess they're fine. I think like, I don't know. I like I like the aesthetic. I thought she was, like, interesting enough. I did get, like, super Jimbo vibes, but I also don't think it's very, like... I don't like to compare anybody to anybody because I think it's, like, not fair. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I think I think she could be fun. I think she'd be... She's, like, giving me, like, the zany, crazy person on the cast. So, yeah, I mean, I think she'll probably be, like, middle to top of the pack if, like, I were going to predict it. So, yeah. Yeah. But you know the thing I is, like, she actually started off comparing ahead. herself to someone else, to Jimbo. So she That's opened true. her door. <laughs> I think she was getting ahead of it because she already knew that she was going to get compared regardless. So, like, yeah. Um, I, I what I will say is, I like more of their aesthetic on social media than I do in this promo and there's something about the promo that just does not 
mix with what we know Canada's drag race to be. And I'm not saying alternative drag can't be there because Pathia is really what alternative drag on drag race is. There was just something lacking. Maybe it was the personality. Maybe it was the presentation. But I was like, I'm just not feeling good vibes here. Um, and maybe it's also about this look. Um, I think... Let's talk about it. The look is by Luca Chimoto. I cannot get over that centerpiece that looks like she's melted into the backdrop of the promo. It looks like that white thing is one of the clouds and it just breaks my brain. The <laughs> other part about it is I, I feel like there's massive disconnects for the theme. Like, where is the goddess? She's going for like goddess of clowns. I will say I like hate the bottom of the outfit, like the white little like triangle right in her crotch. Like it just doesn't make any sense with the rest of the look. I also I don't know, like the headpiece is like wonky and it felt like it was like falling over the whole time. So like, yeah, I think it could be more polished. And I think like when I look at her Instagram, it there's a lot more stuff that is way more polished than this. So like it's surprising to me that this is what she decided to do for the promo, which is like arguably the most important picture you'll ever take in your life for something like this. Cause it's going to follow you forever. Right. Like, so yeah, it's just, it's a definite choice that I think she should have thought a little bit harder about. The other thing that gets me, the breastplate. I'm sorry. I just, when you're doing a white face and then right immediately underneath, it's such a different tone and there's no other skin showing. It just, it's so disconnected. Detox, tell me about this look. Yeah, I am not a fan of it. I also feel like it was like a look that she was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to, oh my God, can I not curse? I forgot. You can totally <laughs> curse. I do it all the time. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to turn my life around. I'm a Christian. But yeah, I felt like it was like an afterthought. And it was like, she wanted to be different since everybody was being goddess. But I feel like she went to the extreme. And I also, I can't stand her panties. Like, the white thing looks like panties. Like, she's just like, oh, I'm going to wear my panties on the outside today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a boot for me. Yeah, same. Same. Boot. Audience, a little more leeway here. 55% toot, 45% boot. So, a little more forgiving, a little more forgiving. All right, next up is our first tie. The next two people both receive 15 points, but we're going to do it in order of my spreadsheet because that's what I say. Now, this person, <laughs> um, I am the highest here with seven points. Then detox, detox at six, Jessica at two. Um, from my knowledge, I don't believe we've officially met in real life, but I do know the family well. It is near enough. She is 22 years old from Calgary, Alberta. Near enough is part of Calgary's infamous drag family, the Nuff family, where she holds the title of performer with a capital P. Nira only started doing drag three years ago. She was a competitive dancer for six years and also holds a diploma in makeup artistry, airbrushing, and is a clinical aesthetician. Her name is a pun on the phrase near enough as in sufficiently <laughs> close to being the case for all practical purposes she says that calgary does not have the best track record and she is there to change that she says her drag is sexy glamorous and fierce she says she can boots the house down perform and split any which way you want her to now 
then you're in a fantasy. She is sex on heels. She's a bitch. She's entitled. She's spoiled. She's petty. Okay, she's here. She will add gasoline to the drama fire. And you know what? Who doesn't love some fire from the drama? Now, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Enough Family, but um, good friend of the podcast, um, Tan Enough, is her sister. And <laughs> I, think, I believe her co-parents are far enough, far enough and not enough. Um, Love. Brilliant, brilliant. I think this is going to be so much fun watching her because of the association that I know of them. Um, the bitch can paint. She can fucking paint a mug. But my question this season, the puns will be punning all season long. Will she be able to get near enough to snatch the crown or will the baby of the bunch not go far enough? Sorry, I had to do it. It's going to happen all season long. <laughs> Detox, talk to me about near enough. Um, I can say she's pretty to look at. Um, I'm assuming, you know, she's a great performer. Um, which is like, yeah, happy for her. But I think she's just pretty. Like she just, it's there's nothing that really stands out for me in this moment. Um, and her voice was annoying. I'm sorry, <laughs> it was so annoying. It's typical gay voice. Come on, we know what it is. Yeah, it was so annoying. I was just like, you know, I'm thinking I'm gonna like talk like mass, but not to say you know that voice is always. It is annoying. I'm sorry, it's annoying. Um, <laughs> but she's pretty. I loved her. Um, her promo outfit. It was really beautiful. Makeup stunning. But yeah, it was. I, I feel like in the promo, in a way, she had a little more of a different vibe, but she definitely has the vibe that she could be like a lemon, where she's just going to be giving you that fun shit in the confessionals, and she's going to be a fan favorite because we know how pretty queens work on this show. We love them, the fans love them, and she's definitely pretty. Um, and the fact that she's also a dancer and has so much um, experience in it is going to work to her advantage. Um, so I could see her being someone people don't want to be pitted against. Jessica, tell me your thoughts on Nira. I mean, like, yeah, she's pretty in the face. Like, I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with detox. This is, I, I like, this is an Abraham Delevey. Every single girl in every single city has a version of this outfit, and I've been bored since 2012 so it's not changing now like you know it's 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 fine it's all fine like there's nothing particularly like wrong with like her outfit or anything or her face her mug or like hair it's all like just fine to me which to me is not a good thing like you should be more than just fine if you're going on drag race you know what i mean so like is she a dancer? Sure, maybe. I don't know. Like, I never ever take these people at their word anymore because there's been so many people that no, I said this before, Michael, when we did Germany. I know. Like, these people go on the show and are like, I'm a dancer, I'm a performer, I'm the most sickening person ever. And then they're like not even able to do a cartwheel correctly. And I'm like, no. Like, I, I've been let down too many times by that statement to just take them at their word. So, friends, just here's what's happening. When Jessica gets on the show, her promo, <laughs> she's going to say, I'm an EGOT winner. No, <laughs> uh, no I'll say like, I'm, I'm, like, I can't I'm, I, I'm not the best performer, but at least I'm entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, so I don't yeah. sing the dance. The look is by Sean Malmus, hair by Abaya Mirage, nails by Hayden Lee, crowned by Not Enough. I love the colors and we knew I was going to love the color story here because it's just 
stunning. The proportions are a little interesting. Um, and I'm not sure if it's the look itself or the photo they picked for her because like the panty is visible. And I, if you look at the group photo behind me, it's in a much better place. And the way it drapes is 10 times better. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they kind of did her dirty in the promo shot, but I love the hair. I love the crown. Um, <laughs> and again, the color story is getting me everything I need to know. But yeah, you're right. We, we've seen elements of this look and it's going to be hard to do a goddess style look without wanting to do these similar elements we've seen before. Yeah. And you know, when I first saw her, I thought it was like Eve 6000 from season two that came back. Because mm -hmm. I was like, <laughs> yeah. So. For Europe, I was back. <laughs> she, her and uh, I feel like she also has elements of Boa in her inspiration for her face. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but it, there's nothing wrong with using other people's um, inspiration because the reality is everyone has something else borrowed from someone else. That's how you learn. Definitely. Yeah. I'm going to give this a toot. Like the softest I'm, of toots. <laughs> you know, aesthetically looking at it, aside from that one promo photo, um, it's going to be a two. I just didn't like the panties. I wish it was like something else was like covering a little more. But yeah. Audience 61% to 39% boot. All right. Tied with her. We have someone who got 10 points from Jessica. Four points from me. And one point from Detox. From Montreal, Quebec. Originally from Charlatan, Prince Edward Islands. It's Denim, at 24 years old. Denim is a trans-masked drag queen known for her effortless blend of 2000s bimbo fashion and futuristic club kid aesthetic. Denim has been performed has performed with King Princess, Charlie XCX, Kim Petras, Tanashi, and Caroline Palachek. Last year, Denim discovered she is ne neurodivergent through an autism diagnosis, which has become a point of activism in her drag. Denim is the first trans man to compete on Canada's Drag Race and the second in the entire franchise following Gottmik. Denim threw a party to celebrate her professional autism diagnosis for which Pathea helped bake a cake. Denim is the first contestant from Prince Edward Island to compete on Canada's Drag Race and marks the first contestant from the Maritimes to compete. They are known as a campy, conceptual, cabaret performer. She says she is a silly, goofy girl and is socially awkward. They are there to prove that trans men can do drag and do it well. She's there to turn what drag is on its fucking head. Let's talk about denim, Jessica. I mean, I'm like, I'm I'm very obsessed. I feel like this is kind of exactly like the type of girl that I would get along with so well. Absolutely. Like, I feel like every reference that she's doing, everything, like her whole aesthetic and look, I totally get everything. This was probably my favorite promo look out of the whole bunch. I thought it was just so unique and so fun and like really creative. It's something that I'm like, damn, I wish I had thought of something like this. Like, cause it's just so, it's so good to me. And like, I don't know. I love like, you know, a trans man going on and doing drag like this, mm -hmm. just like Gottmik. Like I was a big fan of Gottmik for that reason. Exactly. And like, I'm so happy that they're expanding the ability to do that and showcasing another trans man doing drag like this and yeah i don't know like i'm just a big i'm a fan i am well my question this season she says she has some tricks up her jeans 
Will they be enough to be on top? Detox, talk to me about denim. Well, um, the first thing her voice is annoying. <laughs> I knew you were going to say, I knew. I was like, the second you said it about the other bitch. Like... It, was, it was like, oh, man, I mean, it was denim. Um, yeah, so that was annoying to me. Um, but again, this is based on the promo because mm-hmm, I've also used Instagram um, and I love what they do on Instagram. One of the things that did bother, bother me with this look was she was like, oh, burn the bodysuits. And I was like, girl, you're pretty much wearing a bodysuit. Um, and, you know, in terms of branding, I would have thought like, okay, girl, show me some denim, right? And and and, and a branding aspect, like, you know, that's your name. This is the promo shoot. This is the look that's going to follow you for God knows how long. Um, give me a little bit of that. Um, and I, she was just really annoyed. And then she said, I don't know if this was Shade, when she said, oh, I'm here to prove that trans men could do drag and they could do it well. And I'm like, okay, for Canada. Because, you know, Gottmik kind of like told us that, you know, a lot of people were skeptical about someone like Gottmik doing drag. I was at first, but then, you know, Gottmik blew me out of the water, you know? I feel and I like can admit this, that. her statement is more in general to the community of people who doubt and, and have the mindset of only... Um, cis men are able to do drag well so i feel like that was more the comment but i do understand where you would think of it otherwise because i don't think denim is the most articulate and that's going to be very interesting to watch um i think it's really important to have the um discussion of autism on drag race because we have not had it before i that i'm not saying we this is our first autistic contestant um that's up to other people to share if they are or not but i think it helps discuss that people who are on a spectrum or have disabilities they can fucking do drag and they have a place on drag race and that is almost as important as having another trans man on drag race so they're doing better but come on drag race as a franchise let's get faster into um visibility the look is by Pythia, nails by Purple Lux. I guess she's uh, going for like sun goddess. I don't know. There's choices here, um, but it is like a little plushy. Like I don't know why she doesn't have her own plush doll yet. Um, if it's not there, it will be coming. What in a month? You know it's going to happen. I think it's fun and playful. <laughs> it definitely stands out, but I I do wish it had more of a goddess feeling. And yes, I think denim would have been a brilliant choice to go with here. Ten bucks says that's the pro the the entrance look. Oh, one hundred percent. It's gonna be, and I yeah. feel like this is the smart because it's like <clears throat> walking in. You know that every single one of them is gonna be in a golden something. So mm-hmm. like this is like golden, but it's such. I don't know. I, to me, this is smart. I love it. That's that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. The only the only reason I I would say that I love that outfit. It's because it's yellow and I love yellow. Like that's yellow color. is color. Like that's my color. Um, but yeah, I think she did similar to like Sissy um superstar was like, you know what? I'm gonna do something completely out of the box to like just be different. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna <laughs> give her a bodysuit. I'm burning that bodysuit. <laughs> it's a toot for me. It's kind of I'm gonna toot because yellow. Yeah, I'm gonna toot because of yellow. 83% toot, 17% boot. 
All right, next up. I gave her three, and it's not because I'm not excited by her. There's just other people I was a lot more excited by. Detox 9, Jessica 6. It is Kit and Caboodle at the age of 57. Kit and Caboodle was introduced to drag during high school when she snuck into a gay club when she was 15, but it wasn't until 2012 when she learned how to sew that Kit and Caboodle was officially born. Kitten is a campy 70s showgirl who loves a variety show. She is a very popular drag designer who has already made several looks for previous queens who have appeared on the main stage at Canvas Drag Race. Her name is a pun of the idiom Kitten Caboodle, meaning the whole lot of persons or things. Kitten is the oldest contestant to compete on Drag Race at the age of 57 at the time of filming. She beat the previous record holder, Charlie Hydes, who was 52 at the age of filming. Charlie is still the oldest member in the Drag Race franchise, currently at the age of 59. Kitten says her drag is vaudeville to Broadway with a brief stop at Burlesque Town. She calls it a 70s variety show. She is there to prove that you can teach an old kitty new tricks. She can sew, dance, and act badly. She is a milf in drag and a granddaddy out of drag, and that's what she calls range. Let's discuss Kitten Caboodle. Detox. Um, I enjoy Kitten Caboodle. I think because she's an older queen, like one of the things I love about her is that she's still up to date in terms of like costumes, you know, performance, I mean, makeup and, you know, performance you can't really judge right now. Um, and I must say in her, um, Meet the Queens, I was laughing. I enjoyed her personality. It was funny to me. Like, I want to see what else she does. And again, you know, the fact that she is an older queen amongst, you know, a bunch of, like, young twinks, um, I think it's she probably has to do more to stand out because, you know, often in these TV shows, you're praised on being young, skinny. Um, and I think she has a lot to work with. And I'm really looking forward to what she does. My question this season is she's making history as the oldest contestant. Can she keep up with the kids? Child, Jessica, what do you think? Well, I really, I, I also really enjoyed her. I am always a big fan of like older queens as well. I just like, there's something about that to me that I'm like, at your big old age, you're still doing it and you're still turning it and you're still being entertaining. And I love that. I just find that so like endearing and like, they could be like the worst drag queen ever. And I'll still give it up to the, to the older queens. Cause it's just like, I can't even imagine like be like twirling around and doing this stuff at like 60 years old. Like, I don't think that I will probably be lasting that long, but who knows, maybe I will. But like, I, I, I just love it. I think it's really kind of fabulous. And she seems like a really fun time. Uh, she was really funny. Um, and yeah, she followed me out of the blue, which is, you know, that's always nice. So <laughs> we love it. We love it. Um, let's talk about the look. There's no designers listed, but I'm assuming she probably had a hand at this. Detox said something interesting about the makeup, and I think that is something I really do want to highlight. Um, because there is a old-fashioned drag artist way of painting when you are of a certain age. I don't know how much of this promo face is airbrushed, but she <laughs> looks youthful as fuck. Um, and I love that she has giving a lot of modern shapes and lines and and contour and everything. I adore this color story. It is stunning. Um, it's very magical and fairy-like. I'm getting more 
fairy as opposed to goddess, but that's okay. I do love all the elements put together. Um, and again, for someone of the age of 57 to be able to be showing legs so proudly, good fucking job. I'm here for it. Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, that's where my makeup also lies in, like, you know, an older, an older way of painting. And I think because I could see that a lot in her, it really, like, gravitates me towards her. Absolutely. I'll give it a toot. 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 Love the wings. Audience, 78% toot, 22% boot. All right, next up, someone who I feel like if I got a... 30 more chances to do this and and rank people based on excitement points. I might flip things around, but she was first, and I was like, well, people just got more exciting for me. I give her five points. Jessica, four points. Ten points from Detox. It's Amy Yance Chanel, 31 years old in Ottawa, Ontario, hometown Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. Amy Yance Chanel grew up in the Dominican Republic and moved to Canada in 2016. She is currently the reigning Miss Capital Pride and has won other local awards, including Drag of the Year, Performance of the Year, and Fan Favorite Drag Artist. Amy seeks to share her drag openly because she knows making even one person smile can make a world of difference. She didn't speak English when she arrived in Canada, and Amy is the second drag performer in the Drag Race franchise to be originally from the Dominican Republic, preceded by Diamante Mary Brown from Drag Race España 2. She will be bringing the Latin party with the heat, the spice, and everything nice, and she says her name means love, and people will fall in love with her because she is 100% real. Now, my question is, she's bringing the heat and quite in a quite packed cast will the spice join the ice in the winner circle talk to me about amy detox um i love amy um one thing i would say i love, I love about her is uh, her energy like her energy yes. that she brings to drag her passion that's something that i've seen like you know firsthand um and i i know her excitement for drag and where she wants to take drag so I'm really excited for her. And uh, a little tea, she was kind of like the reason why I went back to Canada in November last year, around November-ish. Um, we met through Kiki and we we're like, hey, let's like link up and let's hang. And then I also performed there. It was, it was great watching her perform in person as well. I love it. Jessica, talk to me about Amy. Um, I mean, she seems fun. I, I liked the look. I think it's it was like one of those really unfortunate situations where someone did an almost identical look. So it be kind of became like, oh, okay, like the other girl just had like more, I guess. And, and a similar look, it's kind of like, okay, well, like the other girl has more. So, I mean, does that equate to better? I Not always, but like, I just thought the other one was more extravagant than this. Well, but I do think she looked great. Like, I think the makeup's really gorgeous. Like, yeah, the personality was fun. Like, I don't know, just, you know, it, she did end up middle of the pack to me because it just was like, okay, like, cool. There's just more people that I'm more excited about than her. And I think she's still good, though. I loved her personality. I mean, especially, obviously, she's the first one in the Meet the Queens because alphabetically, that's just how it works. Um, but she <laughs> had so much energy and so much life. And and I think what she will bring is going to be a lot of fun. Um historically on drag Canada's drag race, the Island girls don't do that. Well, Brooklyn does not love them. Uh, so that makes me a little fearful. 
Uh, this look is by Daniel Mendiola, nails by Funeral Face Nails. I think there's some interesting proportions going on. I would love a little bit more down on the waist because, again, we're seeing the little panty part, but I just love the shine of it. There is so much fun. The fucking feathers are so cool. We know that I'm not the biggest fan of the contacts and I'm because it's giving half spooky Halloween girl. Um, but the mug is beat and, and she is ready to slay. Um, I really, really was excited by this look. Detox. I, I, I enjoy the look as well. But you know what's interesting? I was just thinking about it. So there's so you know, we, we all know how po- Pokemons work, right? Like the evolution. Of course. Well, Melinda is like the first version of the Pokemon that it's Amy. Ah! And then the final version is Kiki. Yep, yep. That's literally what it is. Um, exactly someone please go make like... that meme. Someone go make that meme for us. <laughs> oh my god, um, I think I need to go make that meme. Now, Detox, you love feathers. Are you approving of the feathers here? Um, I, I'm going to look at it one more time, like, close up. You know, because, again, I am a little biased because it's Amy. But overall, I think I did enjoy it. Let me just look at it. Um, I do. There, There is something I, I kind of wish between, like, the head and the neck was a little more separated. Um, and also, like, the outfit was brought down a little bit more, so it wasn't just, mm-hmm. like, exposed um penny that we saw going on but i i enjoyed it jessica i like it i think it's pretty um i really do like that the the actual like fabric or the metallic parts do go out into feathers i think it's cool i like that she has a staff like we love a prop um you know the boots are fine like, I don't really know what else you could wear with that. And yeah, I wish that there was like something. I wish there was like a skirt. I don't know. I don't know what like I would want on the bottom with this because I feel like that's the problem with these mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. tops is that it's like almost impossible to have anything on the bottom that's not going to like detract from it or make it look like bunched up. So like maybe yeah, like a capelet or something. I don't know. Like maybe a little mini tiny like skirt in front, I like draped skirt. I don't know. But like it's. Overall, I think really great look. Love the headpiece. Um, yeah, I think she looks great. I'm going to go toot. Toot. Same. Audience loved it. 96% toot, 4% boot. <clears throat> All right. Next up. I give her a six. Because I just I got very confused. I was very excited and then not excited. And I was like, I don't know. Detox 3, Jessica, super excited for the girlfriend experience from Vancouver, originally from Menden, Germany. The girlfriend experience, aka girlfriend, was born in Germany and grew up between Vancouver with her mother in Germany with her father and speaks fluent German. Two of the most important things to the girlfriend experience is living her authentic self and drag. And she documented her transition journey publicly to help anyone who is considering a similar path. Earlier this year, she began producing an all-trans drag show in Vancouver. She allegedly went to the same high school as Alone of Early. Her drag is seductive and sexy and calls herself a vibe tea girl looking for a good time. She likes to get naked at her show. She says she is a fashion girl. She doesn't wear a lot, but when she does wear it is fashion. And just don't hate her because she's beautiful. Hate her because she's screwing your boyfriend. <laughs> Uh, what a line you know she had these ready to go um jessica i feel like about this experience like since sasha colby walked up on that stage i have not been this obsessed 
with somebody like I think she's just so fab <laughs> like I live and breathe like I love a trans girl that gets on a stage and is like this pussy you're gonna see it baby because I paid a lot of money for it so here it is I like mm-hmm. I don't know I just live I live like I thought she was funny I thought she's I think she's obviously like absolutely gorgeous and yeah I don't know she seems like fun she seems like a good time like I I just really 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 love her <laughs> my question this season is can the girlfriend experience show that the trans experience is excellent and deserving of the crown we're gonna find out because it's gotta happen at some point detox what were your initial thoughts on the girlfriend experience um the first thing i when I saw her no i was like okay oh brooklyn you're competitive oh <laughs> yeah she looks she looks like very much like a copy of brooklyn in a younger form um I think she did have some energy. I'm looking forward to the shade that she's going to bring. One of my things I wasn't really appreciative, well, not appreciative, but I I didn't really enjoy was just the lack of clothes, I guess. (laughs) And I think, yeah, um, it's great. You know, you paid a lot for the body, show it off. But, you know, I'm an old school type of drag where I believe a lot in like the costume, you know, the creation of a piece and it's just, you know, pasties on nipple and pasties on a puss. It's cute. Like, okay, work. Show us your body. Yay. But as a drag entertainer, um, aside from her being trans, it's for me, it's not like entertaining. Like I don't go to a show to watch people naked. And that's completely fair. The look is by Evan Clayton, nailed by Sakura. Um yeah, you, you she is showing off her best ass as that is the body. She is the body. Um, I will say the color story is really dynamic. Blue and gold really do work well. Um, obviously, those are probably the best fucking heels you're going to find in that gold. I don't know if they're spray painted or if they're bought that way, but I kind of want them just to go to the grocery store. Um, I love the little... I have the, some good gold heels. Oh, do you? Do you wear them in the grocery store? <laughs> I do. I have them all right now. I don't. <laughs> um, I love the little sleeve capelet things. Um, Evan Clayton, one of the most dynamic, brilliant designers in Canada. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the behind the scenes of this look. Like it is fucking form fitting. The way that this was created is brilliant. Like it is literally sculpted gold on her body. Um, the gray hair is not the first choice I would have gone with. Um, but I think she's giving you who she is and I'm excited for it. Now, I don't recall offhand, I'd have to go back and listen to the episode, but I do know she also has a connection with the Brat Pack, uh, being from Vancouver. Uh, you can hear the the Brat Pack talk about, um, the girlfriend experience and someone else when we get to her on my 500th episode when I interviewed the three of them. Uh, but I believe you you can tell that the Vancouver girlies, there is an aura of confidence and this photo exudes confidence in a way that I would just love to have. So I'm really excited by the image and what she's presenting here. I just hope she doesn't rely on the body week after week after week. She probably will, but I'm here for it. <laughs> That's fair. Jessica, would you wear this to uh, Rock Bar? 
Um, yeah, why not? I actually really <laughs> love like this sleeve. I love the sleeves. Like, it's not necessarily my style because I mean, yeah, I'm also naked a lot, but like, I'm naked in a more like Y2K way, I guess. <laughs> like, it's, it's, there is, I do wear slightly more clothes than this. So, um, but I still love it. I think she looks great. Like, I love the, I love a good, like, arm band sleeve that flows that you can toss around and you know a long you know blonde human unit you can't go wrong it's true i'll give it a toot toot i'm gonna boot it oh well the audience 75 percent toot 25 percent boot yeah there wasn't All much right. to look at um if y'all do math, there are four left, and that means that the next two are tied, and the next two are tied. So here we go. Speaking of the city of Vancouver, we are talking about 27-year-old Venus. Venus is well-known drag legend in Vancouver and, and is a member of the popular non-binary drag supergroup NB6. She is also a member of the gender drag family with her drag mother and friend of the pod, Kendall Gender, from season two of Canada's Drag Race. Venus is a supermodel in the making. She has walked in New York Fashion Week and has been selected to perform with Tiana Taylor, Orville Peck, and Charlie XCX. As a Red River Metis two-spirit person, Venus's heart lies with the Metis family and ancestors in Manitoba, where she often visits to deepen her relationship with the land and her family's history. She is also known as, or formerly known as, Venus Cunt, Venus also happens to be her legal name. She says, at a Venus show, you will see a lot of skin, a lot of leg, and if you look down, there will be a surprise. She is undocked, always. She is 6'6 six, six heels. Um, let's talk about Venus. Detox. Um, so I actually enjoyed Venus a little bit more than the girlfriend experience, even though she was also naked. Um, and I think it was her personality. It was just very, like, uncommon. Like, you know, the fact that she was, like, just screaming... And I was like, yes. I don't know. There's something about her that her personality kind of like came through a little bit more for me than the previous person. Um, so I, I I can't wait to see what they do. And even though I I think what I did like, she, you know, she had the armband thing. She had the skirt. Um, and then when she was like, she doesn't like to talk. And I was like, oh, girl, same says, same says, same says. <laughs> but um, I enjoyed her. And I love the red hair on her. Jessica, is she your Venus? Is she your fire, your desire? LOL. Um, I I mean, I think she's pretty for sure. Um, I think that like I, I don't know, to me it was ironic that like her and the girlfriend experience are in the same cast because like, I don't know, like she's she's pretty, but like I don't know. There's just there's something I mean, that's like not all the way there for me. It's basically sure Brad Pack 2.0 because I do believe, I mean, obviously from Vancouver, they are friends if, at least or, or acquaintances. I don't know what the relationship's going to be. You know it's going to be a plot point at some point, but you can tell that the two of them probably have grown up and done drag together because yeah. the reference points are so similar. Even the fact of this look, though it's a different designer, look by Sean Malmas, hair by Abaya Mirage, nails by Sakura, you, you can tell that the, the armband thing was a thing and the gold mm -hmm. um, titty thing was a thing, the gold strappy boots or a bump is a thing. I'm excited to see the two of them together. I hate that we're already having to 
compare the two because of where they're from and also what they're wearing but that's just what drag race does as viewers it's what happens um i do think that that venus did pop out 10 times more than almost anyone in this cast she has an insane personality and she's definitely someone you want to root for so my question of the season is she likely got advice from her mother will being a legacy help her along in the competition we've seen it work in previous seasons we've seen um kimi couture do very well because of her legacy and and the relationship i think venus is going to do very well but again another one the confidence that exudes out of her i mean you can't tell me that this pose isn't goddess realness. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she looks absolutely. good. I personally don't love the red hair, but I think it's the pairing yeah. of the gold and the red. Yeah. Um, but I'm here for it. I'll give it a two. Same, two. Yeah, overall, it's a two. Audience, 71% two, 29% boot. So listeners are really not feeling naked, people. Um, <laughs> just a thing to know. Not a bad thing, just a thing to know. All right, tied with her for this spot. From Toronto, 23 years old, Aurora Matrix. Aurora Matrix is a well-known performer in the Toronto drag scene and is booked and busy five nights a week. Aurora has a bachelor's degree in fine arts from York University. They appeared as a guest on Crave's Canadian Screen Award-winning original series, One Queen, Five Queers. Aurora started doing drag because she was been has been involved in theater since she was three years old and has been playing with makeup since 2016. One day she decided to put the two together and try out drag. She loves to give stunts and says who she is going to send home in limp sync. Andy Mun. Her drag is inspired by her Chinese culture and her energetic, electrifying, and a little animated. She says her culture bleeds through her drag. My question season, the theater queen seems to have all the goods required to snatch the crown. Will it be her time to be the first East Asian winner of Canada's drag race? Now, Jessica, three points. Detox, seven. This is my most excited. I gave Aurora 11 points. I just vibed with her. She seems very fun, but it might just be because I love theater. Jessica, talk to me about Aurora Matrix. Um... She was fine. I mean, obviously, I didn't rank her very high. I just think that, again, like, there was just people that were more interesting to me or more exciting. I think she's, I think she's, to me, the hottest out of drag. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. I think she's, she's very attractive out of drag. Um, uh, I think her drag is good. Like, I like it. I don't know. This, the promo look just, like, really threw me. Because it looks very, like, like, crafty to me. Mm-hmm. In, like, a bad way. <laughs> Like, it looks like, I don't know, it looks like she got bed sheets and, like, you know, cut them up and wrapped them around herself. And, like, I don't know. It just feels very hodgepodge. Like, it's giving you design challenge couture. Yeah, away, in a way. And, like, I don't know. Just, like, it did the, her makeup and everything with this. Like, I going through her Instagram, I'm, like, literally everything else looks way better than this. So, I'm, like, why? Like, what the, again, I, like, get stuck on, like, this is the promo. This is, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is mm-hmm. one of the most important things that you could do when you're on Drag Race is, like, look good for this. Especially because this is taken after the season. So, like, even if you look crazy on the season, which we've seen many times happen, where they come back and they look amazing for the promo, and then you watch the season, you're like, what the hell happened? Like, this just feels like a regression from, like, everything else she's done that I see, like, I'm, on her page. I'm not sure if this is done after the season or while during filming, because I do know filming. Canada- 
Okay, I know. I think Canada might do it during filming. I'm not positive. Someone can correct me on that one. Mostly because they do use the main stage um, to film the stuff. I could be completely wrong. Um, Detox, what are your thoughts on Aurora? Um, <clears throat> I enjoyed her. I do agree with Jessica. It looks a little bit crafty. Because um, there's something about, you know, from like the head to like the chest, where just, there's just feathers. Like, I wish she had a little more of the feathers. I just wish they were like bigger to be more grand. Yeah. Um, for me, it, it just kind of fell short, but I did enjoy her overall, her personality. Um, I didn't get the vampire teeth, but I was like, okay, I guess you're trying to be like, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get it. I'm like, you're a snake with wings? Okay. I think she's supposed to be Seraphim. I think that's like what the, what the yes. goal was. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, which is an angel for those who don't know, and a drag queen, one of the good friends of the podcast. The question that I have is, let's talk about the design team. Look by Michael Joshua DeFrusco, hair by Just Just Perla Wings, uh, Just Perla Wings by Chris Lotz, jewels by Ruby Fox, glove nails by Funeral Face Nails. There's a lot of people going on here, and I feel like there's a lot of reference points. Maybe it's my love for Disney, but I feel like the dress part of it, the color story at least, is giving me princess aurora from sleeping beauty it's just it's the pink and the the, mm. the dark pink that like that's what she wears um then you have the the angel wing situation which i'm not quite understanding why there's not an actual wing on the back you have the seeing eyes which again angels and, and then the teeth there's a lot of hodgepodge in it correct but i'm still looking at it and staring at it and being like i'm excited by it something's going on and maybe it's just because it's different than anybody else but still within the family of goddess in a way i don't know but it's not and that's why i'm so intrigued and confused but i like it and i still don't know why it's fair the shoes gotta go just the the nude pumps not good not good (laughs) should have been gold yep Are we I'm gonna, a, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a soft two. Same. I think I'm gonna boot this. I don't like it. Well, you might be one of the only ones because audience ninety one percent two nine percent boot. So um, maybe it's because the girlies love her. I don't know, but um, it's not offensive, I guess, and that's why it's as high as it is. We'll find out. We'll see. I'm excited. Yeah. We have two girls left. And like I said, it's a tie. So we're going to go in order with the spreadsheet. And we will start with someone who I gave nine points. Jessica gave nine points. Detox gave eight points. So we're all around the same point for Luna Dubois, 24 years old in Toronto, Ontario, originally from Nigeria. Luna Dubois is a fashion icon in Toronto with a background in fashion technique and design, a self-taught makeup artist, and hosted drag masterclasses. Luna uses her voice to represent for the underrepresented and works with BIPOC performers to help ensure they are treated fairly. Luna proudly represents other queer Nigerians who share her story and find inspiration through her. Luna is the first contestant of Nigerian origin in the Drag Race franchise. She is the second African contestant to compete on Canada's Drag Race. She says the Luna Dubois experience is mesmerizing and is giving you a drag orgasm. She is bringing you the looks, makeup skills, acting chops, and bad singing. You will see the moon, a.k.a. her ass. (laughs) My question, 
She's serving royalty, but will her shady side knock her out when she's trying to make friends? Because I feel like of this cast, she's the only one that gave me like shit stir, which is great for television. Um, Jessica, kick us off with Luna. I mean, like, just the face alone is like crazy. Like, she can paint down. Like, I think better than anybody else on this cast. Like, she's got the mug down. Like, I love the look. I think it's beautiful. Like, I I always live for, like, a cunty kind of girl. And she gave me, like, super cunty energy. But, like, in the best way. And, like, I feel like it's, like, the kind of person that's cunty. But, like, she can back it up. Because look at her. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm really... I was very into her. I really liked her. I liked her voice too. Her voice, like I distinctly remember, was like so unique sounding. Um, Yeah, I'm into her. I love, I love like a lot of the stuff on her page too. Like she just know, I feel like she just knows drag. Like she gets it. Like, yeah. Detox, talk to me about Luna. Yeah. I also really loved her. Her makeup is, uh, but no, I mean, no. Like it's amazing. Uh, Um, I do anticipate her being like very shady. Mm-hmm. So like the night when um the weekend I went to perform in Canada. So the night before I met her at one of the bars, I was like, hey, you know, I'm detoxing. It was like the first time I introduced myself. And she was just like, oh. And I was like, okay, bitch. But you know, the day of the performance, um, when we were in the dressing room, which was like a really tiny dressing room, she actually like, you know, she opened up, she was like a really sweet person. Um, the one thing I know people often say about her is that she's always late so i wonder how that impact her when getting ready because i think she does take a while to paint um but overall i also love her voice beautiful goddess authentically black beautiful love it the look is by desiah hair by ian russell nails by funeral face nails this is giving me nigerian royalty this color on her is spectacular she is doing gold leaf right the hair is perfection the crown is amazing i I mean i'm obsessed with what she is going to bring on the runway um i i I feel like she's going to be amazing to look at i'm curious to know about the performance obviously detox you have a little more history knowing what kind of performer she is are we going to see a good performer it could be a hit or miss, I think. And it depends on the song. Like, she's very a sexy, smooth performer, I would say. And yes, yeah, sexy, smooth performer. But if the song's about sex, she will sell the sex perfectly. If it's something else, she gives then... me the kind of girl that does like Sade in the club, which I kind of love. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. I can She'll see do it. it well. Yeah, I'm obsessed with this look. It's stunning. Like, like top tier. Yeah, it's a two. Yeah, audience. Eighty-seven percent to thirteen percent boot. Um, we'll have words, people who booted this. I was gonna say, who booted this? Get out of here. 
All right, finally, based on how uh, numbers work, if you look at the big promo picture, they made her look like she's probably hosting the show. Um, maybe that means she's winning. It is Kiki Ko, 35 years old from Ottawa, Ontario, originally from the island of the Philippines. She is an accomplished designer, and her costumes are famously elaborate and truly unforgettable. Some have previously been seen on Canada's Drag Race runway. Kiki also works as a Czech and has entered a chef and has entered several cooking competitions, including Chopped Canada. Duh. Kiki is the youngest of nine siblings. Kiki Ko is a pun on the Filipino phrase Kiki Ko, which means my vagina. She was adopted by Peppermint into the house of Dulcet. She says she is a classic drag performer where you will see drama, extravaganza, elaborate costumes, and will own the runway. She can perform, act, sing, and with a little bit of autotune. She says she is representing someone she wishes she had when she was a kid as she wants to show the world what Filipino talent is made of. Now, my question of the season, Filipino drag has been on the rise around the world but not had a great track record on Canada's drag race. Will Kiki break the Filipino curse and join the Filipino sisterhood of winners? Okay, so clearly I'm a little bit obsessed with her because I just love Filipino drag so much in this look. We're going to talk about it. Detox, talk to me about the person you have 11 points for. Um, Kiki, I love, I love, I love, I love. Um, like When I say the level of talent she has when it comes to creating her costumes, I'm not sure if you watched her on Call Me Mother. But that same level that she brought there, I know she's going to bring it more on Drag Race. Um, she actually designed and created two looks that I owe to her major look. It's like a red devil costume. Mm -hmm. And then I have like a Jamaican bodysuit, which I love to perform in, which I shouldn't be performing in much. But she's so talented. Um, shady. She's like one of those people who, she was very shady behind the scenes. I know in conversation she can be. I'm just wondering, I don't know if she will probably bring that to TV because, you know, she has been on TV before, so she knows how to tailor herself a little bit. But I hope she does, because I know she could bring the drama. She is so shady. Um, and the other thing about her, and I'm not sure she'll probably bring it up. I know in the promo, she had her wedding ring on. She's also married to an amazing person. And the both of them together, they're, it's just amazing watching them work. And I remember when I went first went to Ottawa, they were like so welcoming. Um, they're, she's invited me to her home. Even though I haven't gone yet, Kiki, I'm still coming. Um, but she was a fun time. And even when we were in the Cayman Islands together, she was just so fun. Like, she's she's a fun time girl. Jessica, talk to me about Kiki Ko. I mean, like, the, again, somebody that just, like, paints so well. Like, the detail, the intricacy, like, the stones that she does, like, all of it. Like, yeah, just, like, the look is correct. Um, I think, like... The th I think that this is like a very interesting look because it looks amazing moving and then it looks not as good like still picture which kind of sucks like because I think that this costume is like incredible but I was seeing like a lot of discourse on Twitter and whatever being people being like oh it's too much it's too this it's too that and like yeah because like in a still picture it looks very like flat but like in movement this is like a dream come true for an outfit. Now, I'm curious to know how many people who are saying it's too much, blah, 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 are familiar with the television program Drag Race Philippines because this <laughs> is in line with what they wear. Wow. This is Filipiana 
realness. Um, it's ornate. It is stunning. It is authentic. Everything about this just exudes Filipino drag. And that, again, for me, gets me beyond excited for what she's going to bring. Because, yes, one of the other Filipino queens who have been on the show, um, Stephanie, mm, not so great. Didn't do great, but her looks were top tier, especially that, on Canada versus the world. That towering hat thing was insane. Right. And it's bringing mm. the culture into the drag, and that's what yeah. I'm very excited to see. Um, Kind did not do great on the show. Uh, so I'm hoping Kiki is going to break the curse here, because I'm telling you, Filipino drag is some of the best drag anyone will ever see on this planet. So I could never touch this ever, please. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm assuming Kiki must have made this, right? Right. Um, I, I believe she worked on it with someone. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th th but this for me is just put it in a museum. And if you guys remember, this is his final piece, the final red look like ISIS war on Canada's mm -hmm. Drag Race. Yep. No, sir. He made that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, girl. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, listen, I am very, very excited for Kiki. That's why I gave her 10 points. Jessica, I'm going to give her five, and that's okay. You're you're allowed to uh, put her in the middle of the pack. Because, again, these excitement points, we're, we're excited by different things when we see the promos and the media. It was more her personality than anything else. Right. And I, she is a lot more subdued compared yeah. to some of the other contestants. Because the look is the amazing. Yeah. The look is top tier. I, I'm intrigued. I'm very excited. Um, it's a toot. Yeah, super toot. Yeah, two. two, two, two. Audience, 96% two, four percent boo. Again, people, we're gonna have some words. We're gonna have some words. <laughs> I always love to end this podcast by asking you who you think is the most followed queen on Instagram. No cheating, don't look. Okay. Who do you think has the most followers? Jessica. I think that out of this cast hold on let me pull up the cast photo i think out of the this cast i would say either probably the girlfriend experience or denim i would guess detox um i would say maybe my three would be luna Girlfriend and maybe denim. Maybe girlfriend hey, is go. the one. Um, but I think who's yeah. Four thousand one hundred and eight goes to Kitten Caboodle. Listen, it's hard to do Instagram at 57 years old. I get it. <laughs> um Melinda Varga, 5,655. Near enough, 10.8k. Luna Dubois, 11.4k. Amy Yonsei Chanel, 13.8k, 14.8k for Sissy Superstar. Venus. 19.7k aurora matrix 23.5k denim 23.7k kiki co 25.3k with the most followers for the girlfriend experience at 42.1 thousand wow yeah good for her sex cells sex cells baby but well, also right, a lot right. of these yeah go ahead. jumped up after the promo was aired because i remember like amy's it was not past like 10,000 
Well, and that's the beauty of the to... of this platform is you become super duper famous. <laughs> uh, I remember back in the day when when dear friend of the pod Marsha 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 didn't even have like a thousand followers. Now she's at three hundred sixteen thousand. I'm like, God, can I have some? But she had always a um, ton on TikTok. Now she did. She did. She was. She's good. I love her. Um, I'm excited by this cast because I think it's a really dynamic, diverse cast. And that's what is important on this show is diversity. And I think being able to celebrate diversity is going to be huge. I'm always apprehensive of Miss Brooklyn Heights and her judging because nine times out of 10, I don't agree with the things she does. So I'm a little nervous about how that's going to play out this season. Um, We shall see. Any final thoughts to wrap up this podcast, ladies? Jessica? Um, even if she doesn't win, I'm rooting for uh the girlfriend experience. I don't give a shit. Like that's there my number one. one. Um, follow by Denim. Like I just, I I'm here for the fact that there's like three trans-identified people on this cast. I I'm here for like the the uniqueness of everybody in this cast. I think everybody like has their own thing going on. Um, I feel like this is a cast that like I don't know. I just would remember a lot of these people even if I didn't watch the show. Which I think is a good thing. You know what I mean? Because, like, I didn't watch... I'll not even gonna lie. I didn't watch the last season of Canada. Because, like, the promo was awful. And I thought that a lot of them were really boring. You and hate birds? Promo, I just thought it was boring. Like, I thought all of it... It didn't give me anything. I was like... Bombay was the only one that me- stood Meanwhile, out Meanwhile, Detox is like, I love feathers. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I think this is, I think this is going to be an interesting season um i i think that there's gonna i think there's enough people that are gonna be like kind of shady and cunty which is great and yeah i'm excited detox final thoughts yeah i'm really excited as well um i i've been loving canada's drag race ever since season one um and i'm really looking forward to seeing what kiki brings um and i can't wait to like get up in her closet to be like hey you know you're not gonna do this anymore um <laughs> Even though she's gonna charge me the American price for the outfit, even though it's <laughs> different, but I'm like, okay, girl, you know, I support your business. Um, yeah, and also support her business. Um, Kiki's amazing. Absolutely. Well, this is gonna be fun. I'm. I know both of you will be coming back to recap an episode with me. But for now, where can everyone follow you on social media and any Venmo and any projects you want to plug? Detox. Um, you guys can follow me on my Instagram mostly. I don't post that much anymore. I just do a lot of like stories. Um, at Detox Bustier, um, Google me, find me. I am currently taking somewhat of a break right now to pursue school. Um, I am studying public health at Hunter College, so woo woo woo. Um, <laughs> but I do still perform and I do major gigs. So if anyone wants to book me, fly me out. I am available. Amazing, Jessica. I mean, I've been on it so many times, but if you haven't followed me listening to this podcast already, it's Jessica Rose NYC on literally everything. Jessica Rose NYC. Uh, I have my little brunchity down in Fidei, uh, which I mean is the best. It's the key. So come through to that. And um, yeah, I am competing in Miss Paradise this Friday. So if you're out in Asbury, Come, oh, come nice. root for me and Asbury Park. 
you just got that little bug of competing, don't you? I don't know why. I really don't compete because I never win anything ever. But, <laughs> you know, I well, go and I do it. And will I always be the prettiest? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Well, thank you both for being here. This was a blast. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having us. I can't wait to refer the podcast to see you know what the season turns out. I know, I'm excited.